Welcome to Midday Prayer for Friday, August 20th, 2021. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in God who will deliver you. Your salvation will shine like light, your redemption like the noonday sun. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord, all you angels, sing praise, all you hosts of heaven. Praise the Lord, sun and moon, sing praise, all you shining stars. Praise the Lord, heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, who commanded and they were created, who made them stand fast forever and ever, giving them a law which shall not pass away. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and fog, tempestuous wind doing God's will. Mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds. Sovereigns of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the world, young men and maidens, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, whose name only is exalted, whose splendor is over earth and heaven. The Lord has raised up strength for the people and praise for all faithful servants, the children of Israel, a people who are near the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise God in the heights. God Most High, by your word you created a wondrous universe, and through your spirit you breathed into it the breath of life. Accept creation's hymn of praise from our lips, and let the praise that is sung in heaven resound in the heart of every creature on earth, to the glory of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, now and forever. A reading from the second book of Samuel. Mephibosheth, grandson of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had not taken care of his feet, 
or trimmed his beard, or washed his clothes from the day the king left until the day he came back in safety. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king said to him, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me, for your servant said to me, said to him, Saddle a donkey for me, so that I may ride on it and go with the king. For your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king. But my lord the king is like the angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were doomed to death before my lord the king, but you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I, then, to appeal to the king? The king said to him, Why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided, you and Ziba shall divide the land. Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take it all, since my lord the king has arrived home safely. Now Barzillai, the Gileadite, had come down from Rogalim. He went on with the king to the Jordan to escort him over the Jordan. Barzillai was a very aged man, eighty years old. He had provided the king with food while he stayed at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, Come over with me, and I will provide for you in Jerusalem at my side. But Barzillai said to the king, How many years have I still to live that I should go up with the king to Jerusalem? Today I am eighty years old. Can I discern what is pleasant and what is not? Can your servant taste what he eats or what he drinks? Can I still listen to the voice of singing men and singing women? Why then should your servant be an added burden to my lord the king? Your servant will go a little way over the Jordan with the king. Why should the king recompense me with such a reward? Please let your servant return, so that I may die in my own town near the graves of my father and my mother." But here is your servant Chimham. Let him go over with my lord the king, and do for him whatever seems good to you. The king answered, Chimham, I shall go over with me, and I will do for him whatever seems good to you, and all that you desire of me I will do for you. Then all the people crossed over the Jordan, and the king crossed over. The king kissed Barzillai and blessed him, and he returned to his own home. The king went on to Gilgal, and Shinham went on with him. All the people of Judah, and also half the people of Israel, brought the king on his way. Then all the people of Israel came to the king and said to him, Why have our kindred, the people of Judah, stolen you away, and brought the king and his household over the Jordan, and all David's men with him? All the people of Judah answered the people of Israel, because the king is near of kin to us. Why then are you angry over this matter? Have we eaten at all at the king's expense? Or has he given us any gift? But the people of Israel answered the people of Judah, We have ten shares in the king, and in David also we have more than you. Why then did you despise us? Were we not the first to speak of bringing back our king? But the words of the people of Judah were fiercer than the words of the people of Israel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The next three chapters in Second Samuel are not included in the lectionary. You may listen to them at the conclusion of these prayers. Let us pray. 
Blessed Savior, at this hour you hung upon the cross, stretching out your loving arms. Grant that all the peoples of the earth may be drawn to your redeeming love for your kingdom's sake. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. A continuation of the reading from Second Samuel. Now a scoundrel named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjaminite, happened to be there. He sounded the trumpet and cried out, We have no portion in David, no share in the son of Jesse. Everyone to your tents, O Israel. So all the people of Israel withdrew from David and followed Sheba, son of Bichri. But the people of Judah followed their king steadfastly from the Jordan to Jerusalem. David came to his house at Jerusalem, and the king took the ten concubines whom he had left to look after the house, and put them in a house under guard, and provided for them, but did not go into them. So they were shut up until the day of their death, living as if in widowhood. Then the king said to Amasa, Call the men of Judah together to me within three days, and be here yourself. So Amasa went to summon Judah, but he delayed beyond the set time that had been appointed him. David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, son of Bichri, will do us more harm than Absalom. Take your lord's servants and pursue him, or he will find fortified cities for himself and escape from us. Joab's men went out after him, along with the Carathites, the Pelathites, and all the warriors. They went out from Jerusalem to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. When they were at the large stone that is, at in, that is in Gibeon, Amasa came to meet them. Now Joab was wearing a soldier's garment, and over it was a belt with a sword in its sheath, fastened at his waist. As he went forward, it fell out. Joab said to Amasa, Is it well with you, my brother? And Joab took Amasa by the beard with his right hand to kiss him. But Amasa did not notice the sword in Joab's hand. Joab struck him in the belly, so that his entrails poured out on the ground, and he died. He did not strike a second blow. Then Joab and his brother Abishai pursued Sheba, son of Bichri. And one of Joab's men took his stand by Amasa, and said, Whoever favors Joab, and whoever is for David, let him follow Joab. Amasa lay wallowing in his blood on the highway, and the man saw that all the people were stopping. Since he saw that all who came by him were stopping, he carried Amasa from the highway into a field and threw a garment over him. Once he was removed from the highway, all the people went on after Joab to pursue Sheba, son of Bichri. Sheba passed through all the tribes of Israel to Abel of Beth Makkah, and all the Bichrites assembled and followed him inside. Joab's forces came and besieged him in Abel of Beth Makkah. They threw up a siege ramp against the city, and it stood against the rampart. 
Joab's forces were battering the wall to break it down. Then a wise woman called from the city, Listen, listen, tell Joab, come here, I want to speak to you. He came near her, and the woman said, Are you Joab? He answered, I am. Then she said to him, Listen to the words of your servant. He answered, I am listening. Then she said, They used to say in the old days, Let them inquire at Abel, and so they would settle a matter. I am one of those who are peaceable and faithful in Israel. You seek to destroy a city that is a mother in Israel. Why will you swallow up the heritage of the Lord? Joab answered, Far be it for me, far be it that I should swallow up or destroy. That is not the case. But a man of the hill country of Ephraim, called Sheba, son of Bichri, has lifted up his hand against King David. Give him up alone, and I will withdraw from the city. The woman said to Joab, His head shall be thrown over the wall to you. Then the woman went to all the people with her wise plan. And they cut off the head of Sheba, son of Bichri, and threw it out to Joab. So he blew the trumpet, and they dispersed from the city, and all went to their homes, while Joab returned to Jerusalem to the king. Now Joab was in command of all the army of Israel. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, was in command of the Carathites and the Pelathites. Adoram was in charge of the forced labor. Jehoshaphat, son of Ahulud, was the recorder. Sheba was the secretary. Zadok and Abiathar were priests. And Ira, the Jerite, was also David's priest. Now there was a famine in the days of David for three years, year after year. And David inquired of the Lord. The Lord said, There is blood guilt on Saul and on his house, because he put the Gibeonites to death. So the king called the Gibeonites and spoke to them. Now the Gibeonites were not of the people of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites. Although the people of Israel had sworn to spare them, Saul had tried to wipe them out in his zeal for the people of Israel and Judah. David said to the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? How shall I make expiation, that you may bless the heritage of the Lord? The Gibeonites said to him, It is not a matter of silver or gold between us and Saul or his house, neither is it for us to put anyone to death in Israel. He said, What do you say that I should do for you? They said to the king, The man who consumed us and planned to destroy us, so that we should have no place in all the territory of Israel, let seven of his sons be handed over to us, and we will impale them before the Lord at Gibeon on the mountain of the Lord. The king said, I will hand them over. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Saul's son Jonathan, because of the oath of the Lord that was between them, between David and Jonathan, son of Saul. The king took the two sons of Ritzpah, daughter of Aiah, whom she bore to Saul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Merab, daughter of Saul, whom she bore to Adriel, son of Barzillai, the Maholathite, he gave them into the hands of the Gibeonites, and they impaled them on the mountain before the Lord. The seven of them perished together. They were put to death in the first days of harvest, at the beginning of the barley harvest. Then Ritzpah, the daughter of Aiah, took sackcloth and spread it on a rock for herself from the beginning of harvest until rain fell on them from the heavens. 
she did not allow the birds of the air to come on the bodies by day or the wild animals by night. When David was told what Ritzpah, daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, had done, David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan from the people of Jabesh-Gilead, who had stolen them from the public square of, of Bethshan, where the Philistines had hung them up, on the day the Philistines killed Saul on, Gil- on Gilboa. He brought up from there the bones of Saul and the bones of his son Jonathan, and they gathered the bones of those who had been impaled. They buried the bones of Saul and of his son Jonathan in the land of Benjamin in Zelah, in the tomb of his father Kish. They did all that the king commanded. After that, God heeded supplications for the land. The Philistines went to war again with Israel, and David went down together with his servants. They fought against the Philistines, and David grew weary. Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of the giants, whose spear weighed three hundred shekels of bronze, and who was fitted out with new weapons, said he would kill David. But Abishai, son of Zerariah, came to his aid and attacked the Philistine and killed him. Then David's men swore to him, You shall not go out with us to battle any longer, so that you do not quench the lamp of Israel. After this, a battle took place with the Philistines at Gob. Then Sibekai the Hushathite killed Saph, who was one of the descendants of the giants. Then there was another battle with the Philistines at Gob, and Elhanan, son of Jeri Oregim, the Bethlehemite, killed Goliath the Gittite, the shaft of whose spear was like a weaver's beam. There was again war at Gath, where there was a man of great size, who had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in number. He, too, was descended from the giants. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of David's brother Shimei, killed him. These four were descended from the giants in Gath. They fell by the hands of David and his servants. David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior. You save me from violence. I call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. For the waves of death encompassed me, the torrents of perdition assailed me, the cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, to my God I called. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry came to his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations of the heavens trembled and quaked, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness around him a canopy, thick clouds, a gathering of water. Out of the brightness before him, coals of fire flamed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High uttered his voice. 
He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were laid bare at the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. He reached from on high, he took me, he drew me out of the muddy waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They came upon me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his ordinances were before me, and from his statutes I did not turn aside. I was blameless before him, and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his sight. With the loyal you show yourself loyal, with the blameless you show yourself blameless, with the pure you show yourself pure, and with the crooked you show yourself perverse. You deliver a humble people, but your eyes are upon the haughty to bring them down. Indeed, you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord lightens my darkness. By you I can crush a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who has girded me with strength has opened wide my path. He made my feet like the feet of deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your help has made me great. You have made me stride freely and my feet do not slip. I pursued my enemies and destroyed them and did not turn back until they were consumed. I consumed them, I struck them down, so that they did not rise, they fell under my feet. For you girded me with strength for the battle, you made my assailants sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, those who hated me, and I destroyed them. They looked, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. I beat them fine like the dust of the earth, I crushed them and stamped them down like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the peoples, you kept me as the head of the nations, people whom I had not known served me. Foreigners came cringing to me, as soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord lives, blessed be my rock, and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation, the God who gave me vengeance and brought down peoples under me, who brought me out from my enemies. You exalted me above my adversaries, you delivered me from the violent. For this I will extol you, O Lord, among the nations, and sing praises to your name. He is a tower of salvation for his king, and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and his descendants forever. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.